to Life with Chapters. It's just Abby and I today. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed uh, the last podcast with our roommates. We're excited to do another one of those. Brilliant. Yeah, soon. So uh, maybe this is your first podcast and you're interested in worship leading because uh, that's what we're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. I recommend you listen to some of our others to get to know us a little better uh, and who we are. I think it'll kind of uh, make this conversation uh, a little deeper because you'll know who we are as we talk about us as worship leaders because that's what we are. Yay. Mm-hmm. You excited? I am. This is a good one. Yeah, I, uh, we had, we're kind of going on the fly with like what we want to talk about, what we want to record, and this was something that seemed to make a lot of sense Yeah, was to talk about us as worship leaders so it's a huge part of our life yeah um i was on staff as a worship like pastor i was technically a worship arts director at a church mm-hmm. in michigan and then before that um i led worship a little bit in vegas and abby that was more her role on staff was one of the worship leaders in vegas mm-hmm. and then before that i was a worship arts assistant on staff that's how Abby and I met was she was mm-hmm. one of the worship leaders there. So um, we're going to go ahead and jump in. Yep. And we're going <clears> to <throat> start with uh, how each of us began worship leading. Yeah. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Let me go first. Yeah, you go first. Okay. Well, um, I don't at all want to sound conceited when I say this, but I really didn't know that I could sing. I was in choir in high school, a little bit in middle school, but I I don't know. I didn't love it. You'll hear, you know, Josh did love it, so very different. But I just, I kind of goofed around, and I wasn't a person that goofed around in class, but I just <laughs> didn't like choir, um, and I never did show choir or anything like that. I was, in, I was a dancer. I think we'd cover that before. Um, so that's what I like to do, and I was like, I could hold a tune, you know, I could hold pitch, whatever. I didn't think much of it. But, um, I kind of wish we had a podcast to preface this, but like I had struggled a lot with, um, mental health issues as well when I was a teenager. And so, um, worship fits into that quite beautifully. Um, I, Eli Skinner, I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but he was the worship pastor at my home church in Indiana at the time. And I, my dad used to play an instrument, so I was going to pick up the acoustic guitar, and so, and Eli's an incredible guitar player, and so I went to him, and I was like, hey, can we, like, can I do lessons? And he was offering lessons, and so, um, I was about 16 at the time, and I so started... you hadn't done any worship leading up until then? No, not at all. Um, just, like, choir at this point, because I had to take it my freshman year. So, um... I go, and I think I had one song kind of, like, rehearsed a little bit, I guess, or, like, I had been practicing diddling mm-hmm. around. Yeah, because he, j- he just asked you to, like, show me what you got uh-huh. to, yeah. like, evaluate. I could just do the key of G, and so I think I did Mighty to Save. I don't know. I think that's the one I did. I forget. But real easy. If anyone knows those chords, it's, like, super, super easy. Um, and so I started to play and sing at the same time, because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. And so he, I remember him saying, hey, like, we can really work on the guitar stuff, but, like, do you know that you can sing really, like, really well? And I was like, 
uh, no, like, I'm in choir, I don't know. So fast forward, I continue to take lessons, continue to, like, talk about what it looks like, like, vocally for me, and I just for the first, first little bit, um, when I was singing, it really was mainly that I had a voice to sing, um, and I think that sometimes just, I How know, quickly where did you start. did you start singing? <laughs> I think I was on stage, like, a month later. <laughs> at, at my home church and I mean I was I'd been born and raised at this church um yeah. and so knew people really well um and so I was it just kind of got thrown up on stage you didn't plug my guitar in but I sang Mighty to Save one Sunday and that's where it all started um and I just kept I had incredible other leaders up there with me um a couple of them were uh, Jackie and Aaron um if you guys are listening you guys had a huge role and impact in my life with worship leading, and I didn't know how to do harmonies, any of that. So I was always just singing melody because I I had to learn. I really had to learn what all that looked like because I was always a soprano at that point, so I was often singing melody. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, it was a huge learning curve just even vocally for a while, but then I got to be under incredible leadership with Eli and, like I said, Jackie and Aaron. And there were other people, obviously, on our team, but... Um, I just got to dive into it and got to start leading and um, I think one of the most beautiful things is that I I really do believe that being able to lead worship from I was in an extremely extremely broken spot when I was 16 years old Um, I was struggling with an eating disorder and severe depression and self-harm and so um, and some people might disagree that I should have never been leading and that's as a theology that you can bounce back and forth on if you want mm-hmm. to, but I believe that it honestly saved my life and it saved my relationship with with the Lord because I was able to lead through brokenness and I saw him continue to be faithful and to stay with me um, through such pain. And I mean, there was a point when I thought I didn't I didn't know if, if God could be real with the amount of pain that I was experiencing in my life. And I kept leading, and I mean, Eli knew. I mean, he was accountable. I was accountable to him. I was accountable to another woman named Heather at the time, and um, and they walked through my eating disorder. They walked through my relationship with Christ with me um, and allowed me, he allowed me to keep worshiping, and I, I remember telling him a few years down the road, like, after I was coming out of, of this very dark time, like, thank you so much for allowing me to lead through this when you could have just said no, but you, you continued to let me lead, and you continued to to let Jesus work in my, in my life and bring healing to me. So, yeah, worship leading's just, it's been one of the most precious and beautiful things. And I mean, I took a break from it for a little bit. I went to YWAM, um, and I didn't really get a ton of opportunity to lead there. And, um, I led, uh, worship technically like through dance for a while, um, while I was there, which was really redemptive for me. Um, Mm -hmm. some singing, I, I, there's a whole game, but I'm not going to go into it right now, but I um, got to sing on some of my um, team outreach and stuff. So, um, But I did take a, a kind of a chunk of a break there. Then I came back um, after about two years of YWAM and met Josh, mm-hmm. which was really funny. Um, I was like, who's this new kid? I'm like, who does he think he is? You know, just like I thought I was going to kind of take the position that he had had at my old church and luckily it didn't work out that way. Yeah. And he kept it and we just ended up leading there for a while until we felt like we were called to Vegas. Like he said, we both led a lot of worship in Vegas. Um, we wore many, many hats 
yeah. in Vegas on staff, but that was a huge role of mine was leading worship, morning prayer, worship nights, uh, yeah, burn week where we let worship a ton, um, Sunday mornings and stuff. So, um, and I mean, I just continued to grow on that. That was like the first little bit of like what quote charismatic worship was for me and like mm-hmm. and finding freedom and space in worship and that just not being you know verse pre-chorus chorus mm-hmm. verse two you know just like yeah when you were younger at ccg in indiana mm-hmm. like those years before ywam was it about leading others in worship or was it more um like what, it got what do there. you what do you think about um because 16 yeah. year olds <laughs> boys and girls or yeah it's not it's not always that um I don't think it was self-serving at all but um worship for me has been a very humbling experience as well so it wasn't even um and my voice uh definitely continued to mature which was um a really cool thing to learn humility through um because I can I, I do have a good voice. Mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. to, I will speak that out. <laughs> I right. hate saying that. Um, but so just seeing that build, um, j- yeah, just ha- you had to walk through a lot of humility. I, I don't know if it was ever a huge issue, but it was um, like when you get compliments, all that kind of stuff. I mean, the church was a little bit different. We were very conservative growing up, and so not that, that was a bad thing by any means. Um, but yeah like, was, did you think about like the people like the congregation as i got older age not maybe not at 16 but i mean i was still leading there when i was like yeah 18 yeah so i mean like that's two years of leading a lot and mm-hmm. uh my relationship growing with christ and i mean i want to say that honestly after i got back from ywam was kind of when i mean my my head like exploded at ywam just so much good stuff and just experiencing god and worship in ways that i never had so coming back and like being hungry to be able to lead from that place so yeah 16 to 18 i mean i was still yeah i was young and and learning and learning that it wasn't just about having a voice mm-hmm. i think that's a that's a big thing i i could hammer all day long it's i think there are people that have incredible voices but maybe i think leading worship is is a whole different thing so you have to learn that i think there's gifting and anointing with that too so totally um yeah vegas then we we moved to michigan yep we did and, um oh my goodness we led worship all the time yeah because that's that was our <laughs> that jobs was pretty Josh's much job. yeah and then yeah um, so let me tell yeah. how i got into it mm-hmm. um so i was like all about choir and show choir specifically all about it yep starting in sixth grade so all throughout middle school and high school dancing and singing um, I didn't come to church until eighth grade. I think I got like baptized in ninth grade. Um, and because I was a singer, there was like a small little stint, usually worship in, in early high school or like most of high school, middle school was, we would just put on like YouTube videos. I don't even know if they were YouTube videos. I think it was, we'd put on the MP3 or a CD sometimes and we would have mm-hmm. the words on the screen and we just sing to the songs. Uh, yeah. But there was a small stint uh, that we we had a little worship band. I'm pretty sure it was, I was in middle school at this point, which is hilarious. So that yeah. probably was for a few months. Um, every time there's a song, it's like uh, something about breathing. 
I can't remember. It's like one specific song that I remember all the time. Every time it comes on, I think about that little middle school band. Um, but that was mostly just to be cool. Um, and then didn't think much at all about worship leading in high school. Um, mm-hmm. And then went to college, and I was involved with Campus Crusade for Christ, or crew. Uh, mm-hmm. And we had an unbelievable worship band. It was, like, awesome. Our worship at IU was amazing. Uh, a bunch of my friends were in the band, and um, they were, like, they were a separate, they were, like, their own band as well, um, and they were so good. And so for the first two years, two and a half years probably, of college, still nothing. Um, those guys were leading it. And then when they graduated, I don't even know if they graduated or if they were just like, hey, we're done, we're, like, we're stepping away. But when they did, I was like, okay, maybe this is something I should try to do. And I hadn't played the guitar at all yet um i didn't know anything about the guitar um and so i think we auditioned with the the current band and he kind of was like kind of gave me the reins to run with it um so i i think i was the leader of it for it was just thursday night crew meetings probably for like two or three months I had a couple co-leaders and other vocalists that would sing a couple girls that were really good um some younger girls and so we I led worship there it was again very much about how I sounded and being cool it still really mm-hmm. didn't get like you know it's it, also I mean your background was performing showmanship and, yeah, yeah yeah it was all about performing I you yeah. know, I got best performer in high school and stuff. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, still I was, awesome. I was definitely fighting that a lot. Um, but that's still what it was in college. And I really, my, I, I had a discipler who's awesome. Um, who mm-hmm. was like, Hey, I don't know if you should be leading the worship band right now. Um, because there's not a lot of like stuff you're doing outside of worship band with to be with the lord like Mm -hmm. i didn't have much accountability or um wasn't doing a lot of you know reading or just growing individually Mm -hmm. um not and i don't think it was meant to be like a legalistic hey you're not doing enough so you can't do this it was just like he could tell my heart probably wasn't in the right spot and that was what's funny is like (laughs) your heart wasn't in the right spot but that but you push through that but it's totally different because what Hmm. worship music was for you was healing and helpful Mm -hmm. and where my heart was at the time continuing to sing in front of 200 in front of like 300 plus college kids 200 of them being girls Mm -hmm. and as a single guy (laughs) like that i think my mitch tolbert was my disciple i think he knew Uh, that that was not good for me and so um mm -hmm. so i i stopped doing that and then didn't lead worship again until I got done with my fourth year, quote, college. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. we've said uh, in previous podcasts how I didn't graduate, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to move back home. All my friends were graduating, so it was time. Mm-hmm. And so when I was moving back home, one of my best friends, Mitch Green, was like, hey, you sing and you've done this before. Like, would you be interested in doing an internship at the church he was working at, which was mm-hmm. where we met. And so yeah. uh, Eli, same guy, I became his assistant. And 
he probably had me on stage like two or three times singing. I think I let would leap one song. Mostly I would do background vocals. Uh, but he was like, hey, you got to learn how to play guitar. Because mm-hmm. I knew a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you got to just do it. And so first couple times I was on stage, I had a guitar and we didn't even plug it in. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, I can't even. He likes to do that. Yeah, I can't even do it. So <laughs> we, I just was playing guitar. And then he, he showed me a lot of tricks, how to use yeah. the capo well and how to you two are just like i know in a pod. well he's really good at guitar but he mm-hmm. knows how to teach you how to play guitar without That's being true. really good at guitar yeah and so i am not good at guitar but i know how to do rhythm acoustic for worship songs perfectly That's <laughs> very true. and i want to get a capo tattoo because if it wasn't for the capo i would be ruined it's true um so i started playing guitar more mm-hmm. start singing um, it's still, it was less, I, I was, I was a little bit more humble. I was a little bit less about me. Um, but it still wasn't really, it still didn't have like a purpose. Like mm-hmm. I was just doing it because most of my life I just did things because I was good at them. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't have, you know, big dreams or hopes. Um, and so Probably when we went to Vegas is the first time I really saw, um, you know, worship in a in a bigger capacity. As far as for me, I yeah. saw the power of music and the power, and um, you know, coming together. And worship itself. Yeah, and worship itself coming together as a church as people. And I would say when we were in Vegas is when it really started to uh, to change, um, like perspective. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of go into, like, not, I guess, philosophy or really, like, <laughs> what worship means to each of us. Abby's got her journal out, so I'm sure she's going to have some stuff. Oh, my. <laughs> um, but I'll go first. So we, um, what I love about worship music, and there's a lot I don't like, and we'll get to that. But what mm. I love about it is I love when people are all engaging together in the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's just as much power in singing worship together um, as there is, you know, if we all stand, stand, like stand up and say the same prayer. Or even, I've heard this analogy, like when you're in a sporting event and everyone's together rooting for the same thing or, or something happens and you all celebrate and there's like this big like camaraderie thing I think that's Mm. what happens except on another level at Mm. church because Mm. instead of worshiping these these men like these man-made creations that you have no control over you're worshiping something that you're created in its image Mm -hmm. and then there's so much um yeah there's just so much like oneness with the people um and you can you know be in totally different walks of life totally different ages totally different socio economic statuses Mm -hmm. and when you come together and you worship and you have your eyes focused on the same thing and you're singing the same words and the words are deep I think there's a lot of power there Um, and so I love that side of worship Um, I really like good words um, and deep you know I'm probably we'll say I was gonna say this to the end but like probably my favorite worship song I have a few but like one of my favorites is So Will I 
because I just think the words, it's just a poem and it's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's it's so pretty. I love, I love lyrics like that. Like as much as I love singing, you are good a (laughs) hundred times. Like I would much rather something that has, has deeper lyrics. Um, and there's, there's some really good songs out there. Um, I would say another side of worship that I really like is music itself. So outside of just worship music, but music itself has a way of tapping into something in your brain, something in your spirit, in your heart, the other things don't. Um, and like you, (laughs) that's why I think America's got talent and American Idol is so popular because people Mm -hmm. love that music moment where you get chills and the hair stands on the back of your neck. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that using music to, create moments like that to remind you of how good God is or how much you're loved or how you're forgiven or how much we are one as a church. Um, I think music can help penetrate that so much more, especially being a guy that doesn't, isn't super in touch with my emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, music can, can get that, like can uh, bridge that gap. I feel like that is sometimes in my brain between me and my emotions. Music can be a bridge. Um, and so that's mm-hmm. another th- another thing that I love about worship. Um, I'll let you go. I think I might have had one more thing, but I'm back. forgetting it. Yeah. What do you? What's what's worship mean to you, or your philosophy, or? Oh my. Um. You spoke a little bit about that hard. in your first, like when you're talking about how you started with like, you know, worship being so personal to you, mm-hmm. kind of saving you. <laughs> yeah. Um. I've always said this, and, and I still still believe this, but I um, I really sit with that worship is a is a sacrifice mm. um, that we should be bringing to the Lord, and um, I know that there are so many ways we can physically worship God, and um, but one of them that we are very much called to and commanded to is to sing with one another and to bring new songs and instruments and stuff, and so. Um, so that, I, I love it. I love being a part of that. And so, um, and so what I mean by sacrifice is that there was, there was something I had to learn in my leading that it didn't matter. It, I'm a very big feeler. So very different from Josh, but, um, when I was coming to lead, I, sometimes I'd be having a bad morning or like whenever the time of day was that I wanted that I was supposed to be leading and it didn't matter like I literally the sacrifice was that I was saying hey lord like maybe I'm feeling frustrated or Josh and I had an argument or I'm super tired or like I wasn't feeling well or um maybe the joy just wasn't there that I that I really feel like I needed and then I I had I literally would imagine myself physically putting that before the lord and saying but god you're worthy you're worthy above the fact that my stupid human feeling is I'm just tired today, you know, mm-hmm. and we're all human. And I know that many, many worship leaders have in that same spot. And so I just, I just really, when I try before I lead to just see where I'm at and to see what I need to lay down before the Lord, before I, before I bring my gifting, mm-hmm. before I bring my song. And so, um, it's good. That's a big one is, is sacrifice because it is a sacrifice because you have to get over that hump of whatever you're feeling because no, God is, is so, so much more worthy Mm -hmm. of, of getting over that. So 
Sacrifice is a big one. Um, it's not even about you in that moment. No. It's about the... Yeah, it's, it's like getting God over It's yourself. about the we. Yeah. Like, yeah, another thing I would agree with Josh on, on this especially is, uh, is the gathering together. I don't want to put down any church that we've ever been in. Um, but some churches have been a lot harder to feel that camaraderie and that um, just pursuit, honestly, like a passionate pursuit for, for God. But when I went to Bethel this past summer, I there was a simplicity that they just spoke out to us about, like, just just push all else aside, anything you want to pray about, anything you're hoping for from the Lord during this worship time, any questions, anything like that. And and we just started out the, the two weeks of just literally proclaiming who God was. Didn't matter. Just truths, even if we were struggling to believe some of them without asking, Lord, would you be this to me? Lord, would you do this? Or whatever. Not even starting our week out like that. And then we went into worship, and, and it just set the tone for two weeks when the, when we all gathered. I mean, there was like 700 of us, and it was br- it was just the most brilliant, beautiful moments because worship was, it was pure, and it was, it was so directed upward. Mm. Even the, even the more like intense, you know, you have the songs where you're just like drawn in and you're just like weeping and all the things, but they, like, but that didn't even, that didn't even take away from how upward it was mm-hmm. listening to 700 of us just praising and literally just saying, because you are this God, I'm doing, I'm giving you my worship. And I had, I don't know if I, I'm getting chills thinking about it because I, mm-hmm. it was the most amazing, incredible experience I've ever had. Not just because we were, were at Bethel, but because we were all together believing that these were true things about God. And he, because of those things, he was enough to worship with, with all abandonment. Like, mm-hmm. and so I, I was just, gosh, <laughs> those are such yeah. incredible sessions. It reminds me of the other Mm. thing I was going to say. So I'll say that and you keep going because it's piggybacking off of that. But the other thing I love is I've heard a couple different times about the church. And there's so many verses in the Bible about the church or just verses that say you. Like you do this and you do that. And so often, not always, but so often in those circumstances, the you is the plural version of you. We don't have a word for that Mm -hmm. in English. I guess y'all, if it was translated, y'all would be better. Um, But so it's like so often in the Bible is it taught, you know, are we addressed as a collective being? And then in Ephesians, I believe it talks about how we are the rocks. Like we are the building stones of the church and the we, like the foundation is the apostles and the cornerstone is is Jesus and we are a part of this building that's like the literal church mm-hmm. and i think that so often churches forget that part that everyone that professes Jesus that claims you know christianity we are a part of one like figurative building that's the church Mm -hmm. and so i think one of the easiest ways and coolest ways and um to see that is when we come together and when we are all singing the same thing Mm um you know even if you take it another step in the analogy like with harmonies and with instruments Mm -hmm. and with different stuff it's like you're building something the song is so amazing because everyone's doing their part and everyone's Mm -hmm. a part of the body um, and I think yeah. there's just a collective, like, oh, wow, we are all together in this, which is really cool. Okay, keep going. 
Repeat the question that we're on again so I don't lose it's track. What, yeah, like what, what does worship <laughs> mean to you? Maybe some philosophies. Maybe um, we're going to get into how we kind of lead mm, okay. in a second. But um, I don't know. I think I, for me, I think worship's the the best way for me to express my gratitude to mm-hmm. the Lord. Because um, you you singing. experience music worship we'll keep it with like music worship Mm -hmm. in this podcast but you experience that type of without even leading it because you have it on at home right all the time time. (laughs) or you're sometimes you know just your time with the lord is just listening yeah Mm -hmm. and what does that do for you i mean i yeah i mean i will listen to I'll i'll throw on youtube and we'll put on you know worship sets and I, I think it's just really crazy how literally the spirit can just jump out of your TV screen, hmm. if I can say that. Um, but, I mean, like, I love music. I can, I mean, I love all sorts of music, mm-hmm. honestly. And I like to have it playing often, and I love the girls listening to it. But, I mean, like, I also just believe that worship, I just want it in my home. And when I'm listening to it, I just feel like it, it's creating a more obviously spirit-filled atmosphere and atmosphere that's welcoming the Lord and stuff and I, I mean I want to get better at doing that I haven't done it as well being here in Tennessee but um I don't know I just feel like uh worship is just like a lifeline for me like mm-hmm. it's it's it is like something in my blood that I just I don't know I, if I could yeah. I love it yeah I, not even just leading. I love worship. Yep. I love the process of it and the yep. the beauty of it, the excitement of it. So totally. I think one more thing about worship, like as a whole, as I've I've kind of grown in this because I used to say that like really good worship leaders or really good musicians or really were distracting to me because then I focus on that. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of goes back into like I don't think because we're all because we are the body like i love when there's an incredible drummer mm. that's just like amazing Same. like i'm like oh my gosh he's so amazing and i can worship in that or a vocalist that blows me out of the water i can i don't have to be, be distracted thankful. yeah i don't have to be distracted like wow i'm now i'm not thinking about god i'm thinking about this person well we're all a part of the body like it's okay to to be in awe and to experience the giftings of the people of the Mm -hmm. church you know as long as that person's humble which you can usually tell pretty quickly and pretty easily if the person's up there for their own glory but when they're not and they're just that amazing you can worship in that and i think that even goes just a little five second tangent i don't think worship music will keep it in the music vein but it doesn't have to be jesus focused i think you know switch foot and need to breathe and a lot of those you know artists that are christian that aren't necessarily writing christian music or even people that aren't christian that are writing music that's amazing that's unbelievable mm-hmm. that's heartfelt like there's a eminem song that i say is one of the most powerful songs <laughs> i've ever heard it's like the apology letter to his mom and i'm like that is that is insane and i think that there's beauty in that and that can push you to worship too so mm-hmm. all right how do you 
kind of go through your style of like leading or mm-hmm. you know you're mostly just talking about you as a worship leader like what how do you love to lead yes people um i mean this that topic has definitely tra- transformed or is that the word transformed in my life or like grown mm-hmm. grown yeah that's a better word um i would say like i said i started out and i've in a more conservative church culture, which um, we were still doing pretty decent songs like Oceans back in the day and mm-hmm. Mighty to Save and Good Good Father, all that good stuff. Um, so really beautiful, well-written songs um, from Bethel, which, I mean, sometimes that's a turnoff for some churches. So, I mean, like, we were, like, doing fun songs that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed leading. And so, um, but it was, like verse chorus verse two pre-chorus you know it was we so lots of tracks there. lots of tracks oh my gosh everything was on a track which i will say efficiency is really really great and i also believe that the lord deserves excellence so but there's a push and pull there i don't believe that it should all just be about excellence and the fact that we just blow through a song and it's quote perfect because what was what was the when what what was the um honestly where's the passion in that too um and so I as I continue to learn and I grew and grew at YWAM a lot um and seeing what more charismatic very open just spatial awareness during worship looks like like yes they had a plan they had a plan we're doing hopefully these five songs or we plan for five songs if we only get through three to four a-okay we do have a time limit but we want to create space for for holy spirit if he Mm -hmm. would like us to go into a more spontaneous moment whatever i might be speaking language that doesn't make sense so i'll break it down a little bit better um so that's something i had i had experienced like just being in the congregation or in the group being led in worship through ywam um and then i got to have more of a taste of that when i went to vegas and um, experiencing a lot of freedom in myself of what does that look like that the Lord does have songs or uh, words lyrics that he like wants maybe in the middle of a song for me to sing out because mm-hmm. he's he's trying to say something I was just going to say I think the the word that can help you explain this is like you can listen while you yes like God that, wants to speak to you as well that is the big thing that you have that I feel like is so so important as a worship leader you've got to not only be be leading and and seeing what's in front of you your congregation honestly sensing what they need where they're at kind of thing Mm -hmm. but also being so hypersensitive to be listening to holy spirit and what he's saying like what is the lord say you're singing take courage well you know do people out there need to you know is there something else you need to sing out of that do like, is there a miracle that needs to be professed? Do we need to, like, you know, I, that might sound mm-hmm. a little bit charismatic of me, but it, it's just this listening exercise. And, and then, like, culture, oh, my gosh, we're so afraid of quiet and so afraid of space. Like, mm-hmm. we just are, like, if you don't, like, we get, like, so much, oh, my gosh, like, I'm doing so great. If your schedule is, like, jam-packed and you have no time or space for anyone or quiet or yourself. like Or as soon as there's quiet, you get on your phone. Exactly. Yeah. Or try to be, like, starting up another conversation. Like, mm-hmm. no. 
I, I feel like worship leading, you just you got to take out all the mess, like any of the clutter. I just love when sets are not cluttered, you know, and, and we give time for the Lord to speak. Now, that could just be that we sit in a, in a moment and maybe the strings are playing or the guitar is going, you got keys, padding, and maybe the Lord is like, uh, speak out this verse or we're going to, we're going to pray in this moment because I'm, I'm, you're sensing something deep uh, or you're sensing that someone needs prayer for fear that they're experiencing or a heart hardship that they're experiencing, something like that. And you need to create space as a worship leader to allow those moments to happen. And sometimes the Lord will give you a new song to sing out as well. Mm-hmm. And you've got to take time to, to allow that to happen. Um, cause if not, I, I just, I feel like you miss out on a lot. I'm not saying every worship set needs to have that. I've grown in that a lot that not saying like, Oh, every song needs a spontaneous moment or a prophetic word punched in there or something. No. Are you listening? Am I listening to what mm-hmm. the Lord is saying? Am I giving space if I am? And he's like, no, I, I think that what, what we already sang was, was good enough. And we're going to keep going. And you just you, you keep going. Yeah. Um, and so I, that's. I feel like that's how I operate. I, um, I've also grown in my actual leadership skills, though, because I used to be a very introspective leader. <laughs> that sounds weird, but um, when I just get in my zone, and people knew I was in my zone, I would lead from there, which I do believe the Lord um, gave grace and gave power and authority with that. Um, but I was approached one time to say, "Hey, why don't you like?" bring us in with you where you're at mm. where are you at internally bring us there with you because i mean i'd get running across the stage just like in my element you know just with god and with the music and just just going and i i could probably leave some people behind and i i mean that was just something i had to grow in the past year and a half honestly mm-hmm. um and that kind of scared me because i'm like no 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 I like my zone. I like just being in that comfy bubble of, you know, of singing out and, 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 and doing that. And, and you guys are singing with me. And I'm like, but I didn't even think I realized that though they might be, quote, following my leadership in that, I'm not I'm not inviting them into to what the Lord is doing, even in my heart mm-hmm. and what's happening on stage. So um, that was our dear friend Kristen um, who, who brought that to my attention. And at first I was like, no. I really like how I lead, which was, you know, very immature of me. Um, and then I realized, no, I need to, I need to invite, I need to explain, I need to be more open with where I am too. Mm-hmm. And I just, I saw, I'd feel like hearts just flung open when that, when that happened. I, I also want to, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I just feel like okay. this topic. Um, I also just believe it's so important to trust your worship leader too. Mm-hmm. If you only see like their highlights and their great voice on stage and their outfit and like you need to think they're just so put together or whatever and you're they're leading you. Yourself. Shut up. <laughs> you're mean. No, like you've got to be vulnerable. And I think I am really, really learning that, especially this year. Just just share where you're at. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, maybe you, from maybe stage. you share, pre- yeah, from yeah. stage. Maybe you share something pretty deep or you keep it. I don't know. You just try to relate. You got to relate to people. You got to let them know like, Hey, I'm leading you, but, but like my heart's hurting for this right now. Or, I mean, there was a time where I, I carefully 
shared from stage, um, just a place that I was in. I had wrote a song and we were doing it and um, actually no, it was Peace Be Still. I didn't write that. Um, we were singing Peace Be Still and <laughs> we had just lost our job and my heart was aching and just so confused and I shared that um, tastefully as mm-hmm. to not bash the actual church that I was leading worship for at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I needed, I like, who am I to try to fake it and act like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm full of peace right now. No, <laughs> I'm literally not full of peace. So I'm literally proclaiming the song over my life because I need it. I desperately need to say, peace be still and, and have that deposited in my heart. So I just think it's important that you trust your worship leader too. And I try to, I try to model that and I'm, and I'm learning. I would always joke that I would much rather just, if they asked me to seat people or like say something, I'd just rather sing it to them. And then like, oh my gosh, I used to be so bad at talking yep. in front of people, but you're great. No, yeah. thank you. Um, but the Lord just said, if I'm asking you to speak, you got to trust me that I'm going to help you say the right words and not just ramble and trip over your words. And not that I haven't done that because I have, or yep. like lose my place or something, but there's grace. Yep. So, um, that's my style. Free, trying to invite people in to what's happening, giving space and time to listen to Holy Spirit. And then, I mean, probably just belting the crap out of a song. That's right. So. <laughs> yeah. We have really different styles. Um, we do. Because even though you said you've grown over the last year and a half to, like, be bring people more in, I still think there's some, there's a lot of beauty in, like, what would happen is you would get on stage and even if you weren't leading a song, whether you're leading it or singing backup, you mm-hmm. would just worship on stage. Mm. And what yeah. I think people would do is they would see that and go, mm. <clears throat> oh, wow, that's really cool. I want that too. Not everybody. And I'm yeah. sure that that's why. <laughs> that's why, a lot of people. Do well, things. and I'm sure that's why, you know, Kristen's like, hey, maybe you should try to get people where you're at. Yeah. Which is great advice. But, yeah. but I still love just the authenticity of like, man, I'm not up here for you watching me on stage I'm gonna worship up here Uh, and so for me what's really unique about my situation is I really don't like music that much no Um, what would you rather listen to sports sports radio and NPR yeah NPR (laughs) podcast Um, I don't I don't listen to music like ever and and so and obviously that's changed since high school because I used to be all about like the choirs and stuff but now um, music is not like my language even between me and God at all, um, which is okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's not me. And so it's like, well, why are you worship leading? Um, and so I think, well, one, again, to go back to like my philosophy, I think it's a command and there's power when mm-hmm. you sing together with other people. But and you like to sing with me. I do. I do love singing <laughs> with you. But uh, the way I kind of see it is I'm, I'm very in tune with uh the room and other people and like one of my main giftings is like leading people and like you just have good leadership skills yeah good leadership skills i think i'm i have a really really calm demeanor um you know that's not there's just not a lot of like highs and lows it's Mm -hmm. pretty calm and so i think i can lead people in into places uh gently and with clarity and so I'm and always... clarity is a big thing for, for you. Like, you're very clear. Like, yeah. people know 
Yeah. And can trust, and then, like, they can follow that and trust that. Yeah. And so when I'm leading songs, I'm thinking about, most of the time I'm thinking about not the person that's, like, 100% in it, because I don't need to think about them. They're in it. Like, that's great. That's true. Um, I'm thinking about the the guys and the girls that are staring at me, or that <laughs> don't have any, like don't know what to do don't like singing don't Mm -hmm. um maybe aren't even a christian and so i'm thinking about them and it's like okay what do they want to know about this moment like like Mm -hmm. can i say can i say something before after the song or can i you know be inviting and can i be a personality that wants to bring people in because i don't think there's power in my words i think there is power inherently in the songs and in the words Mm -hmm. of jesus because a lot of them a lot of those songs come straight from the bible and there's (laughs) power in those and so I, I kind of see my role as how can I get someone who's not as comfortable singing, who's not going to go to karaoke night, who's not going to go do that. Right. How can I make it seem more comfortable? Like, hey, if that guy's doing it, even though I sing, I play guitar, but if that guy's doing it, he looks normal and he looks fun and he looks like he's just up there doing what he's supposed to be doing. Like, I guess I could do it too. And so that's kind of my style. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've definitely... I'm a, I'm an efficiency guy and I like mm-hmm. things quick and, you know, and so it's like <laughs> when new songs come out that Abby shows me, like they get done with the song on the track. I'm like, oh, that's really good. And I turn it off and there's like three, three minutes left. Literally. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> but, this part. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think, I don't know if I necessarily have an opinion when I'm on stage, what I'd rather, because the, the other day I was leading worship for a youth group a couple months ago and it was like, I had two songs at the end and I was like this is going to be weird if I end with the song that I'm going to end with because the moment was really good. So I just extended the first song and did it longer mm-hmm. and then ended. Um, and so yeah. like, I'm totally fine with that, but I'm also completely fine with you're flexible. I'm super flexible, Very flexible. And I, but I'm completely fine with like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, bridge, chorus, end. <laughs> like, you li- yeah, you like track. Like I'm totally fine with that. And yeah. I think that there's, there can be power in that. Um, I do, if I had to like say a preference, I would like, you know, more like instrumental breaks, more like instrumental, like noodling or drum stuff. Yeah. Like I love when guitarists are, have flexibility. Like I don't want, when I was leading mm. a team at the uh, Kensington, yeah. I would always tell them I, my goal is never to sound like the track, to sound like the, the song. Like, yes, that's a good roadmap. Yes. It sounds like good. a starting point. If we sound like that, great, because yeah. it's good, obviously. But I would much rather have guitarists and bass players and drummers get artistic and do their own thing. Because um, that's that's their gifting. That's how that's they're how worshiping. They're worshiping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how they're bringing their gift, too. Yeah, just as much as like a spontaneous worship moment with a worship leader leading mm-hmm. like different words, like I would love to change it up um, you right. know, musically. And, yep, and people and, appreciate that. I mean, Instrumentalists appreciate that totally, um, and I think that that's we can let's give let's give the people in the congregation a moment to listen while we're worshiping to listen to God by having a really cool instrumental break or a really mm-hmm. you know just sweet you know piano time or mm. um, I love that piano stuff. Piano can really and and instruments themselves can minister to you if mm-hmm. you really really let them. Yep. Can you tell a really quick story? Yeah be really quick i wasn't i was at worship you i was in this one class and it was called uh like dreaming with god or something like that or releasing dreams that's what it's called and this lady she wasn't even a she was a worship leader but she was not a vocalist um she was a violinist and Mm -hmm. a 
just an impeccable violinist and she would lead and she would during my class she played over us and I don't think I'd ever experienced such a ministry time to my heart like just mm-hmm. with instruments I mean I was undone I weeping and the Lord was speaking this beautiful truth over me and I'm just losing my mind over here just having an incredible time with the Lord and all it was was her friend was playing cello and she was playing the violin just walking around the room just letting us be with the Lord and it was like a song that I didn't even know I needed to hear mm-hmm. might sound crazy but it was That's beautiful cool. and I think instruments yeah yep yep can do and that so talking about how we each lead I think that mm-hmm. what I love about us is that I feel like we complement each other so well we do um, and so like if if you're listening and you're a worship leader or you want to be a worship leader like Look for that team member. Look for that friend who, you know, can complement your style or can complement your giftings. Um, I think that's really huge because I think that's what makes Abby and I a really good team when we lead together is that we um, that we kind of bounce off each other. Um, so I'm going to get you with a question real fast that we didn't plan for. Okay. We tried to plan for this podcast. Just because um, I didn't want to. Uh, yeah, a little bit more than last. Uh, than we can go a little bit longer on this one. Yeah, we're going to go a little longer. If you're listening right now, you're really interested in worship leading, so that's great. <laughs> so, um, Is there anything, and I can go first because I've already thought about this because I've thought about this question, but like, what's something that's hard or that you don't like? Either hard about worship leading, like something that you've struggled with mm. as a worship leader or oh. something you're just not a fan of. Um, I know mine. Okay, go. Okay. Yes. Um, comparison. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. It's <laughs> stupid that worship of all things, there would be comparison, but there is. Mm-hmm. And I just, I also wish I could tell my younger self, like, hey, you don't need to compare your gifting to someone else's gifting. Like, that's, that's not how the Lord sees this. So, um, I, and I think it's, I think it also comes with a lot with just like artistic stuff, like artists and people, you just are often comparing your gift or your art form to someone else's art form. And here's the thing, someone will always be better, better vocally than me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I, I've sang with them and I just, I'm, I'm at a much better place where I am like, dang. Dang, you're good. Mm-hmm. Dang, your gifting's insane. Like, the anointing that you have on your life to lead is ridiculous. Now, when I was 16, probably about like 19, that was still very much a struggle. Mm-hmm. And I have pops of it here and there. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to shoot it down as much as I can. I'll tell Josh when I'm feeling insecure about something. or um, Because it, at the end of the day, it's, it's not what it's about. Like, you're... Say your best friend that you're leading with is doing a spontaneous moment. That doesn't mean that the fact that you didn't do one or like that you didn't get as many words as that person did does not mean that your gift or your or what you brought to the Lord is anything less. And I just really want to stress that because I I struggled with that and I've like oh you man still can. I you're still you know a, oh sorry yeah. yeah I'm not above that <laughs> yeah. I've not arrived in that I should say but um just from like. Oh, no, in my past better, self, yeah. like, it was just, like, I'd get so insecure of, like, I didn't, you know, t- bring that moment to the right place or, like, mm-hmm. or if someone else did before me and I was, like, dang it, I missed it or 
ugh, no. That yeah. comparison is such an ugly thing, and I, I don't want to say it's just for vocalists and it's just for women, but girls, let's be honest, like, if you're young and listening to this, do not let that be a part of your worship leading journey. Just, like, cut it out right now. Yeah. I, I love one of my favorite leading experiences when I led with um, my dear friend Dagan and Hannah and Trin. We led for a women's conference um, at Kensington, and it was incredible to be with three other powerhouse, freaking awesome vocalists and worship leaders and just watch them each in their element and seeing how God just like blasted them with be- like words and and lyrics and leading and all this kind of stuff. And that weekend was <laughs> fire, if I may say that. It was yeah. so champion each other. I was not good at that. Yeah. And, and I'm still learning. I'm not saying I've arrived, but I mean, like I've had a taste of what that looks like. And I'd much rather that than divisive, you got a word and I didn't and yada yada. Competitive. Competitive. Yeah. Ugh. Kick that spirit out. Yep. Don't let that fester in your worship leading or you will not grow. God will, it'll, no. Yeah. You got to shut it down. Yeah, that's it for me. I mean, I definitely still, like, pride can still kind of creep in um, and and distract me. Uh, how, if I'm singing well, if if so, if the song's going well, just those kind of thoughts. Um, but I, I would say for me, the thing I struggle most in is that emotional disconnect, especially with what's funny is I can get way more down, like way more solemn and way more like reverent with worship. It's a lot easier for me to go like, let's just think about God and how amazing he is and like worship. And I can mm-hmm. get there emotionally way easier than I can get hype and excited. And I think oh, there's yeah. getting hype is hard sometimes. It can be, like. but I think it mostly is from my pride, mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to look like an idiot. But like, there's sometimes so you just do look like an idiot. Well, and there's just the there's look. so much yeah there's so much to be excited about and so much mm-hmm. to be pumped about and mm-hmm. you know and celebrating with your friends and your church and um, and jumping yeah. and all of those things that come with that that I'm just really bad at. Um, and so that's that's a big struggle for me is is getting pretty hype mm-hmm. so all right let's end with just some preferences some of our f- maybe favorite songs favorite artists oh dear um oh it seems like a very large i already mentioned topic. so will i mm-hmm. i'll always love heart of worship oh my gosh one coming those, back one of those old oldie but goodies um i don't i don't even know if i have a favorite song i don't i don't even know songs, yeah Actually, Great Are You, Lord. I'm really, I know it's an older one, and I'm sure every church has done it a thousand times, but that freaking bridge. Yep. All the earth will shout your praise. Mm -hmm. That's right. My favorite song. bones will sing. It's probably one of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. My favorite song to lead is probably No Longer Slaves. Because because I can get a little country in it. You can. There's permission for (laughs) that. My dream is to just do a full-on country remix of worship songs in a worship set one day it's gonna happen oh um, my. and then but also just like people love that song and mm. the, oh my gosh people yeah and it's so prevalent like being a slave to fear right now and so yeah the fact and you can never proclaim too much that you're a child of god exactly you just got to keep telling yourself oh that. that song is so good it's really great some of your favorite artists helsers hands down i love love them um they're from bethel he's yeah. the writer of no longer slaves actually mm-hmm. 
I also just love them because they're a family in ministry and they're just so solid. But that could be a whole other podcast. Um, Bethel, of course. Um, Oh, Steph Gret. My goodness. Just adore her all around. Even as a mom, I just adore her. Um, Hillsong. Uh, Sometimes Hillsong United. They're a little bit more like groovy worship, if you will, if I can say that. And then... But I really love Hillsong, just worship. Mm-hmm. Um, Torwaltz, really from enjoy Jesus them. Culture. They're from Jesus Culture. Yeah. Um, Kim Walker, also from Jesus Culture. She, um, I really love her old stuff too. Old Jesus Culture stuff is really my, I love, I love, love, love their stuff. Um, Passion sometimes. I can dig that. Elevation's got some good stuff. Now you're just saying it all. I'm sorry. I'm just giving. It's really hard because each of them have a. I just like a. Here are my two favorites. Taste. Pat Barrett slash House Fires. Oh frick! I love Pat I love Barrett them too. and House Fires. And then my second favorite. United Pursuit. They're really great. They're like stripped down worship. You're really just trying to name them all. I am. I'm gonna get them. <laughs> so Pat Barrett and House Fires, and then a guy named John Guerrera, who is from Vertical Church Band. Him. He's. He's a probably one of my favorite like male vocalists and musicians. He has a lot of music that's not strictly like corporate worship too. That's unbelievable. So Love good. Um, yeah, let's wrap this up. I feel like I'm up. missing someone. I don't think so. <laughs> I am. I have thought of like three others that I didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, so I would say if you're a worship leader or you want to be a worship leader or you're growing in worship leading definitely feel free to reach out to either of us um i hope that this is encouraging or enlightening or you learn something Mm -hmm. Um, but i would imagine most of you listening are not those things uh and and i hope that this is a glimpse and if you're if you're a christian and you go to church i hope this is a glimpse into what it's like uh from a worship leader's perspective and Mm -hmm. we are super lucky to be able to lead people uh in worship i mean it's a it's a big honor. It's something not to be taken lightly. Yep. Um, and know that we're thinking about you a lot when mm-hmm. we're planning songs, when we're thinking about how to lead. Yeah. Um, we are just trying to go up there doing our favorite songs every single week. Yeah. And Necessarily. And, and so, yeah, I, I think if there's anything, I, I would love to hear, if you aren't a worship leader, uh, if you have any questions, like, Man, why do you guys always say one more time and then you and then do it three times? Um, <laughs> just stuff like that. Like so, keep you going, keep you guessing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. You wanna Are wrap you sure? it up? You sure that's it? I think that's it. We've gone almost. I've an got hour. like a, a twenty-page journal right. entry about worship. If we just want to just slide into those DMs for more slide information. Slide into the DMs. Um, <laughs> thanks for that listening. So gross. As always, that's what people say. It's what the I kids know, say but nowadays. It's the kids. But it's gross. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, we got some more episodes coming soon. It's hard to find time sometime to, to record these. It's snap time. It's worked We've out great. One baby in the hallway. <laughs> one baby in a room. Yep, so do what um, you can. Yep, go start a podcast with someone. Every time. We love you guys. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yep, see ya. Bye.